ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 193 of the Codex Prime podcast for Tuesday, February 18th, 2020. I am your host, Victor Omoyo, and with me as always is my co-host and social media chair, Carl Bird. I'm on time this I'm on time this time. Yes, you are on time this time in this rainy evening. Uh, it, stopped, it stopped raining, actually. Yeah, but um, so more rain and less snow this winter, it I'm seems. I'm okay with that. I am, too. I am too, even though it's a you know it's, it is a definite sign of climate change, which is quite disturbing. But you know that, and plus the flu going around like wildfire. Uh, Haven't got hit yet. Uh, yeah, I I had flu like symptoms, but I got over it in like over like for, like five days, and plus I got the flu shot as soon as I recovered, so I'm good. Nope, never will do it. I mean, it's it's only it's like literally on your bicep, like you you don't even feel it never at will. all. Can't do it. All right. I can't. Even, yeah, I can't even look at a needle. All right. Well, I mean, it's it's necessary. Uh, Carl. I mean, Kyle says free crack giveaway. Um, you mentioned that way too much, man. I'm starting to cut. I'm starting to wonder. Should we schedule an intervention for Mr. Chapman? <laughs> schedule an intervention for that man on many things. <laughs> Oh, man. But welcome, uh, Mr. Chapman. Uh, You know him as the most diabolical hater this side of the Mississippi, proud Panthers fan, and co-host of the UWO podcast. Um, I had a chance to tune in on uh, to to y'all's show um, right after uh, TakeOver Portland, which I'll get into my thoughts on the show. Um, Also get into my thoughts on Birds of Prey, which I had a chance to see today. (laughs) Shout out. We were just talking before the show. Shout outs to Jim Savard, cause woo. Yeah. That was fun. It was it was a fun discussion, even though uh Jim was none too pleased about the experience of seeing Birds of Prey. Not at all. <laughs> um but we do uh have to begin um uh, with some unfortunately another uh uh sad passing. Um uh black actress legend. You know her as Wallona. On Good Times, Janet Dubois just passed away. Yeah, that hit me. That hit me a little hard today. Like, oh, man. Yeah, she was uh, best known for her portrayal of Wilona Woods on the uh, classic sitcom Good Times, as well as uh, the, the singer and co-writer of the classic theme song Moving On Up, featured on The Jeffersons. Yeah, and she also played uh, the grandmother in uh, The Wayne's Brothers. Yep, that's right. For like a season or two. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, man. Another legend uh, passes on into the ether. And, of course, uh, she also played Miss Avery on the PJs. That's who it was. Yeah. PJs, man. That was a, that was a fun show. I love the PJs. <laughs> of course, oh, the crackhead had to have been the best part, was the best character. Oh, yeah. Is this your final answer? Oh, wait. Are you wearing a wire? <laughs> Oh, man. Um, yeah, but RIP to Janet Dubois. Another legend passes on into the ether, but will certainly not be forgotten. Um, uh, moving on, I shall uh, follow up with uh, last week's episode, which uh, uh, Jim and Carl had a chance to discuss their thoughts on the latest DCEU film, Birds of Prey, and the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn. Um, I had a chance to see it uh, just a few hours ago, uh, right after work. I got in uh, to the theater. Um, I will say that my expectations going in were low, but I had to. I have to say, I enjoyed it. 
I enjoyed the film. That being said, y'all's criticisms were valid. I definitely, okay. <laughs> I definitely saw the issues that that you guys had with the film. Um, some of which I agree with, but I found that there was more to like in this film than there was to dislike. Um, for one, I really liked uh, seeing um, uh, Rosie Perez as Renee Montoya. It was just nice to see her. Yeah. Yes, it's it's been a long time since since we've seen her in as like a prominent character in, in a film, and she I thought she rocked it. You know, she was a really cool uh, character. Um, I, I I also enjoyed Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn this time. It felt like uh, Margot Robbie like she actually fought to get this film made. Um, and you know, after Suicide Squad, which was embarrassing, uh, yeah. you know, Margot Robbie went. To, you know, she campaigned to have this movie made, saying that, "Hey, you know, Suicide Squad might may not have been all that, but let me give you a chance. Give me a chance to show you what I can do with this character." And I'm glad she did because I think this is the film. This is the real uh, showcase of Harley Quinn. Uh, for me, Birds of Prey. It's the movie that Suicide Squad thinks it is, but it's not. <laughs> Um, I, I liked, I liked, I liked Margot Robbie's uh, uh, turn as Harley Quinn. I thought that I liked how it played into the strengths of her character. Even though she's a psycho, kind of a psycho herself, she also is a psychologist, and it also played into like how she got into maneuvered away in, in, in certain situations. Mm-hmm. Um, I really liked how she rocked her action scenes, especially with that uh, grenade launcher which she used. Oh, and in the, the police in station. The police station. Yeah, which burst, burst like like there were like bean bags, confetti, uh, different things. It was I thought that was pretty cool. Um, I I also liked uh, French actress Journey Smoulier. Yeah, you better <laughs> say that name right. Smoulier Bell. Uh, I'm sorry, that's your brother, man. I'm sorry. You blame blame Dave Chappelle for that. <laughs> but you know, but you know, what? she's guilty by association. Yeah, but I mean, she has brother. that name. Yeah, it, it's it, that's it. <laughs> yeah. But I I did like uh, Journey Smollett Bell as uh, Dina Dina Lance uh, Black Canary. Um, seeing her in the film, it kind of made me think. Damn, I really do want to see a Green Arrow movie. Like it'd have to be a different one, different than Stephen Amell. But I would like to see one. Now, let me ask you this: Did you like her fight scenes? You know, I I saw I was I was paying close attention. Um, I th- I thought they I thought they were came off convincing enough. I didn't I I wouldn't go so far as to say that she was like Brandy Rhodes esque. I thought I thought that was too harsh of a, of a critique. Okay, she was like sister girl and white she devil and undercover brother. Okay, like it was like a slow yeah, like <laughs> like they were. Was it? I mean, I thought I thought the choreography was fine. Like I thought that she was convincing in her in her action scenes. Um, I, I I've seen. I mean, her her scenes were by no means bad. I've seen bad fight choreography in some awful movies. Um, Tekken movie. Uh, I, I heard the Tekken movie was bad. That movie is just, the movie itself is just bad. Oh, I can see that. Yeah. All right. Um, okay, so right now, as a, as um, you're describing the, you're showing the the undercover brother fight scene. Yeah. Ah, I see what you mean. You see what I mean? Yeah. Like, it was a little too slow, and I just wasn't convinced. Yeah, I can see that. Like in this, I mean, I thought, I thought that, I thought that Birds of Prey was more convincing. But I see what you mean, where an undercover brother, as these two ladies are fighting, you can tell us like it looks like they're just like going over each step in their choreography. Like, okay, you hit, I hit, I hit, you hit. But they're trying to trying to establish like a fast enough rhythm. Um, but I wouldn't go so far as to say like uh, uh, De- uh, Black Canary's fight scenes were as bad as that. 
I wouldn't go so far as to say that. That's a, um, that, that's what came to mind. I just I just was not convinced. Yeah. Okay. That's fair enough. Um, I I did like Mary Elizabeth Winstead as uh, Helena Bertinelli uh, slash Huntress. I liked how her character, even though her character has a tragic backstory, like how her character was, it wasn't she wasn't taking it herself too seriously, like where she. She's basically a badass, and there are scenes where she's trying to. She's practicing her. Do you know who I am? Uh, like introduction. <laughs> Did you see Bailey in it? I didn't see Bailey. I don't, it just looked. It just looked like Karen haircut Bailey to me. No, nah, I, I, if it, if it was if her if her, if her hair was like more round and and darker, yeah, I could kind of see. Like that. it was her jaw and the face and the dark hair, just kind of just like I, I was just looking at Karen I, Bailey. <laughs> Call the manager, Bailey. You're right. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. I'm good. <coughs> oh, <laughs> but, but, but yeah, like I thought, I thought she was cool in it. I mean, I mean, I liked how she irritated, irritated she got when she's like, "I'm not crossbow girl" or something like that. The crossbow killer. Yeah, crossbow killer. Um, but she was badass though. Um, I liked her character. Um, I thought, I thought, I really, I, I did enjoy uh, Ewan McGregor as Roman Sionis. Slash uh, Black Mask, even though like there was an obvious homoerotic subtext between him and Victor Zaz, it's just... like were like were, he, were they like bodyguards slash maybe quasi lovers slash employer employee slash Bay and I don't know. It was it was a weird. I mean, it's a weird dynamic. It was a really weird dynamic, but I think it also added to how disturbing both characters are. Um. I can kind of see how how uh, how off putting that could be, but I thought it worked. Um, I I like the fact that Ewan McGregor was just like this this goofy villain, but who was also completely scary when he needed to be. And also, spoiler alert: his death scene, I laughed hard. Like <laughs> the the way he just <laughs> I got a chuckle out of that. Speaking of yeah, yeah, boy. Oh, John Haponic is in the chat. He says that Birds of Prey will win an Oscar, Carl. And Kyle says lies. Um, My I, sentiments exactly. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I mean, I will say that I did like the look of Birds of Prey. I liked how um, it had that um, funhouse mirror slash neon, uh, almost cartoon comic uh, look of Batman Gotham and Robin. City. No, no, I wouldn't go so far. similar to Batman and Robin, but I'd say it's more grounded because it, it does combine um, elements of like you know some real world visuals of an actual grimy inner city. So it's not as cartoonish as Batman and Robin. Well, I'm talking about that particular scene in the funhouse. Yeah, the funhouse. Yeah, I, I, but I thought I thought it was better executed in Birds of Prey because Batman and Robin was just bad top to bottom. John John upon it. Sorry, Kyle. Do better. <laughs> um but I, I i will say overall like i i enjoyed birds of prey um it's it's not an outstanding film i thought it was fine um i would give it i'd give it like th- maybe three and a half out of five add it to your collection add it to my collection um i'd wait i would wait for a deep deep sale like I, if i saw it used for like like 10 bucks or less or even 15 i'd be like yeah why not i i, I mean i would count it as a win in DC's catalog, it's definitely better than Suicide Squad because Suicide Squad was terrible. Um, Enchantress. Burm, 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 burm,
Oh man, that's, that's actually a, that's that's a running gag that we have that I just like. Yeah, God. Like whenever we just mention Suicide Squad, it Yeah, I actually like Suicide Squad came on TV. I think it was on TNT. Like a I think that's what it's been coming on. Yeah, yeah. I've seen the commercials. Yeah. And I, and I actually sat down and I watched that scene where she's basically pop-locking. And I'm like, God, this is horrible. This is absolutely Remember, horrible. Ozone would be pissed. Yeah. If they just put a broom in that scene, man. That yeah, would... I did my broom challenge too. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, overall, I liked the film, Birds of Prey. I, think, I still think it's worth seeing. Um, Jim's uh, uh, critiques, um, I understand where he's coming from. But um, I don't think it's as bad as he's making it out to be. I wish the film, um, the film did uh, make back uh, its money. I'm looking at Box Office Mojo right now. Um, worldwide, it's made uh, over $145 million. So it has made back its budget, even though domestically, it's only made $61.8 million out of a... Uh, against an $84.5 million budget. So technically, domestically, it's still flopped, but worldwide, it recouped its losses. So, I mean, hopefully, it'll get better life on home video because I think the film is fun, um, has its flaws, but certainly not terrible, uh, as as Jim would say. I would but, love to see you and Jim survive, like, debate. Uh, we, we, we would have a... We, it would be enjoyable. We would have an interesting... It would be. Uh, uh, difference of opinion um i know that he i know he's not a fan of like say i know he's not a big fan of comedies generally like i know he's not a fan of the deadpool movies no no yeah he doesn't yeah anything that's like comedy or teen like he doesn't really do he likes the extra seriousness yeah um i I will say speaking of seriousness um i did uh, i did have a chance to look at that brief test footage of robert pattinson's batman which is in, in the Red, more. yeah, yeah. It looks more Batman Beyond. Hmm. Like maybe, it's ca- maybe it's because of the red and black. Possibly, but I still. Uh, and then the way the logo looked to me too, just like I, don't know, I just got more of a Batman Beyond feel for it. Mm. Yeah, I th- I liked how makeshift the logo looked because it kind of adds to like it can't so more albums in that movie sold tickets. That is, that's probably sad. Yeah, pops don't like me. <laughs> Oh man, um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I did like the 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 bat logo, how makeshift it looked, because it kind of speaks to like Batman's like, um, I guess like how much of a more of a soldier Batman kind of like an urban soldier Batman yeah, is. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, no matter, I'm regardless, I'm gonna see it. Oh yeah, yeah. And plus, it's gonna be like a standalone trilogy of its own its own film, so it's gonna have its own set of. Uh, uh, cast of villains and whatnot, so it's not going to be connected to the DCEU. I, I honestly forgot the DCEU was a thing. Yeah, although I will say that I do like how Birds of Prey is a DCEU film, but like each film now is like doing its own thing, and uh, even though it, it acknowledges a shared universe, I think that's the right approach that DC should should stick with. And like any, like any other anything else, like say like a Batman, if they want to do a series, the series itself should be self contained, like the Batman trilogy. I think that's the right approach. Um, uh, John asks if I want another solo Harley Quinn film. I'd say yeah, yeah. I'd say like if you make another Birds of Prey movie, throw Harley Quinn in there. You know, um, you know, same director, maybe different, maybe some different writers to freshen it up a bit. 
I'm for it. I know she's getting an animated series. I don't know if it's out yet, but it's on the DC uh, streaming service. Yeah, it, yep, it is out. Oh, it is? Yep. So, so much I know. Yeah, I I don't have the DC uh, service, so... Me neither. Yeah, I don't... I'm okay with that. Me too. I'm not, I'm not going to get it. But um, <laughs> there was, though, the um, DC actually released the first comic book appearance of Harley Quinn in their dollar comics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, really? Like, you know how Marvel has a true believers for a dollar? Yeah. Well, um, DC has one. I think they're just called Dollar Comics. Oh, nice. DC. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. And they released their first appearance of Harley Quinn. So I'm like, you know, raking through that in my box. And I'm like, you know what? Why not? All right. That's cool. Screw it. Hey. Tara Strong. Well, I mean, if Tara Strong comes to Comic-Con, I'll get that signed and graded. Oh, nice. Yeah. That, that's one. Cool. Eh, why not? It was a dollar. Hey. If you can't afford a dollar, it's like, how are you alive? Listen, these are tough times right now. <laughs> oh, yeah, they are. They are. It's, a, it's, a, it's the toughest of economies. Um, let's see what else we got here. Uh, got some. Uh, got, some got a new commenter. Uh, Will Gibaha. I'm sorry if I uh, butchered your last name. Um, says that he can't wait to find out Batman's origin. <laughs> I know, right? Just... Yeah, I think at this point they just like just go we straight to the it. action. Yeah, yeah, we don't need it. Um, also, Gabe says, uh, "Did I like Birds of Prey?" Yes, I did like Birds of Prey. Um, uh, and also, what else? What else? I what else did I like? I liked NXT Takeover Portland. I love the shit out of that pay per view. Yeah, it's another excellent they takeover in the books. Just... Yeah, I would say like bell to bell. Like this is one of the best takeover shows, and that's saying a lot. And like I would say, like the worst takeover shows was is still pretty good. I'd say like the worst takeover show would be like a four out of five at best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're still consistent, and they talked about. And I listened to uh, Busted Open this morning, and it was like, why? And Lagreco was asking why are like they so even with different talent flowing in and out, like how mm. are they so consistent? Yeah, with you know. With the quality of their shows, and it's just quite simple. The same thing with AEW, the same thing with ECW. Mm-hmm. They have something to prove. Yeah, absolutely. That's all it is. Yep. And when you cut out all the filler, like when you don't have uh, Vince McMahon barking in the ear, when you actually listen to the fans, you know you you, you get an amazing product. And you let the talent do their thing. Don't get in their way too much. Um, I will say like this this uh, this event uh, Takeover Portland, which took place this past Sunday, uh, at the uh, Moda Center in Portland, Oregon. Six matches, six solid matches, bell to bell. I really liked the opening match for the North American Championship. And I'm Keith Lee defending his North American Championship against Dominic Dijakovic. If this is the end of their feud, hey, it went out. Went out with a bang, and man, I'm actually upset with myself that I didn't call my pop. My pops loves him, Keith Lee. Oh, nice. He loves <laughs> and he and he loves he loves Dominic Dijakovic. And he's just like, why aren't they a tag team? Like they were a tag team in the Indies and called the Monstars. But nice. and if you actually watch it, you actually read Keith Lee's lips. Mm-hmm. He tells Di- he tells Dominic Dijakovic that he loves him. Mm. Hey, that's what's up. And also, uh, I liked how. Uh, Sorry. I like to shout outs to Dominic Dijakovic for coming out with the Kobe and Gianna Bryant uh, uh, hoodie. That was a really nice touch. Yeah, he uh, he did tweet about it, and then he's like, uh, 
whatever he's he said that whatever he makes for the matches actually he's donating it to the uh Mamba on three foundation oh awesome that's what's up yeah so yeah that was a that was a dope batch um like the athleticism between these two big men is just off the charts that one spot where Dijakovic jumped off the top rope in between the tables when Keely was sitting on the chair Damn. Yeah, I had to watch that movie. I had to watch it twice because I well that night I had like so much going on between NXT, mm-hmm. the ninety day fiance tell all, <laughs> and UWO. Then I still had to go to work. Something had to give. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Something had to give, and then I'm just like, you know, what? I'm just gonna. <laughs> I had to go to work anyway, so. Mm. Yeah. Brian Lucy, what's up? Watching from Mohegan Sun. So you mean to tell me you went through Rhode Island and couldn't stop and say what's up? <laughs> well, uh, well, we thank you for watching the show, uh, Brian. I have to hope you're having a good time. Yeah. Never been to Mohegan Sun. I've been there once. It's actually pretty cool. Oh yeah, your mom's worked there for years. Right? Yeah, she worked there for years. Yeah. Um, let me see. Oh, also another match: uh, Dakota Kai uh, versus Tegan Knox in a street fight. Now, they always said that Tegan Knox had the Chinese wizard. Mm. I've never really seen it. Yeah. Damn, that shit was clean. <laughs> yeah. She had a clean one when she... <laughs> she did. And, uh, oh, my gosh. it was There was one hilarious spot where Dakota Kai just hit her right in the face with that trash can lid. Yeah, she did. <laughs> just the way it looked and the sound effect. I was dying. I was cracking up so much. Um. Uh, at the end, um, uh, new ch- a new face, Reyna Gonzalez, came out and helped uh, uh, Kai win the match by choke slamming Tegan Knox. It's a great uh, way to put somebody in. Oh, yeah. Even though she didn't go through the table, so that's going to be on Botchamania. Tegan Knox is probably like a few pounds more heavier than Re- than uh, Rio in AEW. So yeah. Like- I am the table on Botchamania. Um, but that was, a, that was a cool match. Um, also, Finn Balor versus Johnny Gargano. Solid, solid match. Balor won. Um, Still waiting on a bad Finn Balor match. Still waiting for a bad Finn Balor takeover match. Still waiting on that, too. That train is way late. Way late. Um, yeah. And and Gargano said it. He's like, yo, I don't want main roster Balor. I, I don't want the Finn Balor losing to Bobby Lashley 17 weeks in a row. Well, he got Prince Devitt. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Yeah. Yeah, he got Prince Devitt and uh, Gargano. He's... Uh, he gave a hell of a match. I liked the uh, Johnny Carnage uh, gear he had. I want to see Johnny Gargano's comic book collection. Yo, that would be a good like extra, like YouTube extra. Maybe on Up Up Down Down or something. I don't know, but I would like to see that. Like he, like let me see. We had Johnny Captain Marvel, Johnny Punisher, Johnny Wolverine. Yep. Johnny Carnage. Yep. Um, Venom. Venom. Thor. Oh, was he Thor? He did Thor. Okay. Star Lord. Star Lord. Uh, Captain America. He did Captain America. Yep. Um, am I, I, I missing anybody? Uh, you know what? I did just look. I Googled it l- that night, actually. Hold on. Yeah, because yeah, he he's a he's obviously a huge Marvel head. So he, he is. Yeah. He's never did any DC John upon it. <laughs> Suck it. <laughs> oh man. Um. Oh, Kyle Chapman says that Dominic Dijakovic is going to Raw soon. I um, wouldn't put it back. And also, NXT may be losing the dream. Don't say things like that, Kyle. I, I hope I hope that's not the case. Listen, I, 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 I would say, don't talk about 
My man, Jonathan Leroy Gargano. <laughs> Leroy. Yep. <laughs> yep. We got Kenneth Jerome Omega, and now we got Jonathan Leroy Gargano. All right. We got Star-Lord, Thor, Captain America, Venom, Punisher, Phoenix. Oh, yep. And then wait, here's more. Okay. So he's looking at all Johnny Gargano's takeover Marvel gear. Not takeover DC. <laughs> takeover Marvel. Somebody should do DC. Come on now. I mean, we had Hurricane Helms with Green Lantern. There you go. But that was like back in the Ruthless Aggression era. <laughs> oh, man. Did Cody Rhodes do D- No, he, Cody Rhodes was like a uh, He's new head. He was Ruthless Aggression. Like yeah. That's when he came in. Yeah. He was part of that second uh, OVW wave. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we got them all. And then, of course, there's Ricochet as Nightwing. Okay, Ricochet did Nightwing. Yeah. Yeah, we'll take that. Um... And uh, let me see what else we had. Uh, oh, the the NXT Women's Championship match: Rhea Ripley versus Bianca Belair, retaining her championship. Man, if that girl, if that girl, she she has the it factor. Oh, Ripley? No, Bianca. Oh yeah, absolutely. But do we need to see her at WrestleMania right now? No. Give it some time. I agree. Let that simmer because where's the money at? The chase. Thank you. And I think that right now, I think I think Bianca for a while she's gonna be the bridesmaid for for a while. Um, I'm a letter. And I think like maybe like in takeover in August. I think that's a good time to give her the belt. Man, and the place will absolutely go nuts. I'm telling you. Yeah, I also liked Bianca Belair's gear. This is like a Black History in the making. Yeah. That was cool. Yeah, notice the colors. Yep, uh, purple. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, Lakers colors, purple and gold, right? Well, I didn't think about it then, but Black History Month, mm-hmm. colors were purple and gold. Yeah. Color royalty. That's right. Yeah. Indeed. And Bianca Belair came up with the Egyptian uh, gear, the bangles. There you go. Yeah. So, yeah. There, so, there, there you go. But Bianca Belair, man, hell of an athlete. And Rhea Ripley and uh, Charlotte Flair certainly will uh, knock it out of the park at WrestleMania. That's yeah. going to be a dope match. Um, also, we have uh, the NXT Tag Team um, a Championship match. The Undisputed Era, Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly defending against the Broserweights. Broserweights. Yeah, that. I liked that a lot. That Brian, was a dope match. Brian said it best. The Broserweights are the tag team that nobody asked for. Mm-hmm. But glad we got But we're so glad we got them. Yeah. And and they've and they've got the perfect odd couple chemistry like Matt, uh, Matt Riddle's with his weird weed humor and Pete Dunne with, as a straight man as the foil. And who does that remind you of? <laughs> the Codex Pride podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I said that to Brian the other day, and he laughed. So <laughs> <laughs> Only with well, we don't. Well, I, well, obviously you're not a pothead, as far as I know. I've done some here and there, of course. Right. But <laughs> um Okay, I'll do the Pete Dunn this time. <laughs> I love their freaking jokes though. He's like, We are going to smoke the undisputed and Matt Riddle's face just lights up. Oh yeah. Like whenever he makes some type of makes some type of like smoke uh, innuendo. Yeah. Oh uh, if let me be blunt. <laughs> <laughs> There'll oh, be lots God. of joint manipulation. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's fucking great. 
Oh yeah, it, it was it was it was it was cool. Um, and seeing them as, as a tag team champions, that's Matt Riddle's first championship, Pete Dunne's second overall, and first in NXT. Yeah. So that that was a dope match. Um, uh, seems like the undisputed era is crumbling, at least as far as championship wise. But that brings us to our next match: Adam Cole versus Baby. versus a returning Tommaso Ciampa for the NXT Championship. Um, I don't know. What did you think of the ending? Because I think that UWO wasn't too pleased with the. No, they wasn't. Um, I'm going to hold out and see what they do. Somebody posted a picture getting ready for TakeOver. Let me see if I still have it saved. Getting ready for TakeOver Tampa. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's on WrestleMania weekend, right? Yes. Okay. And it's. Gargano, ooh, I gotta talk about that too. It is them. Gargano and Champa. Mm-hmm. Hell in a Cell. Ooh, I the like final match to this story because did this story actually end? It did not. Yeah, because Champa got injured with the neck injury. They had to forfeit the championship. Yeah, and I and I and I like how they're bringing it back, and this time it's like a, the dynamics is, is reversed, where uh, Champ is the face, and uh, Gargano's the heel. I I kind of I kind of like that how they're bringing it back to resolve their feud because it's like at the end of the day their feud is still unresolved. Exactly, there's still unfinished business. Yep. And remember, Champa did a lot. Mm-hmm. So even though the the tides have switched. Listen, Johnny just has to go out there and say, don't think I forgot. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's... What better? You have carved harm to my wife. Mm-hmm. You threw my wedding ring into the middle of the crowd. Mm-hmm. So when was the best time to attack you? Yeah. Right when he was fighting when for the championship. You want it the most. Yeah. He wants his Goldie back. Yeah. What was the best time? When he was this close to getting it back. Yeah. So he was so close. But Boom. There's your story. There it is. I mean, it, it, it's it's funny how like it's just so simple. I really love listening to both. I love listening to Busted Open. I'm learning so much. Mm-hmm. And you actually might like this. Yeah, what's up? So shout-outs to my girlfriend's daughter. She, I was, I was playing PlayStation doing my four in Februarys, mm-hmm. and I had, um, one of our old episodes. Yeah, and we did the whole iconic. Mm-hmm. You did your. <laughs> she decides to repeat it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh, that's adorable. It is. She still wants to. Yo, she wants some hands from MJF. She still wants some hands from MJF. What? She wants to fight MJF. Why? What? what did MJF do to her? He threw his gum at me. <laughs> she saw the video and she's like, I don't like him. I want to fight him. He threw his gum at you. That's rude. <laughs> Well, it is rude. Well, yeah. I mean, it's part of the guy. And I just, you, you got to laugh at that. It was just adorable. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. But, uh, 
Let me see. Uh, oh, Kyle Chapman, uh, in, ref- in reference to uh, uh, the Gargano, no, the Champa Cole match, um, said that he liked it. Um, he said that uh, Brian and Eddie only were mad because the swerve got spoiled. Oh, like when, because they, they were on a delay. So I guess oh, were yeah. talking about Gargano's heel turn before yeah. they got to see it. Yeah. But yeah. There's your sto- but there's your story. Yep. Absolutely. And and Gabe Jackson says that if Johnny Gargano goes healed, Candice LeRae has to go heal eventually. She's got a sign with she's got a side with them because remember, Champa got Candace hurt. Yeah. At one point and threw the wedding. wedding ring into the crowd. Mm-hmm. Whether if it's re, you know, the real wedding ring or not, but yeah. still you do that. Like a wedding ring is sacred within a marriage. Yeah. And if you just And you just throw away that mm-hmm. investment like is nothing. Yeah, that's that's all- an ass whooping. Yeah, so, uh, automatically. Yeah. If I threw the way, if I just threw the ring that you gave to Monet, mm-hmm. oh, I'd kill you. There you go. Yeah, I I I, I don't mind going to jail. <laughs> you wouldn't last. Listen, man. Listen, man. The wouldn't last. I did five days and I damn near lost my damn mind. <laughs> you wouldn't last. Five days in a like mm-hmm. an actual mm-hmm. like a police station or like prison oh. prison 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 really yep for what <laughs> <laughs> DUI but then there's there was like a whole I was wrongfully put in there that's a whole nother story but oh man snap did uh did you meet Fleece Johnson nope <laughs> did did anybody tell you that uh Mm-mm. I like you no and I won't no you. no it was. <laughs> Everybody was actually surprisingly cool, but like they was just able to tell like I didn't belong in there. Yeah. So like, like they everybody was like actually gen- generally cool, and they was like, "Yo, we never want to see you in here again." Yeah, they'd be like, "Yep, y- yes, sir, you you will not." I've been there since. Yeah, that's that's good. That's good. You know, be on, be on the straight and narrow. You know. That's a whole, yeah, but that's a whole <laughs> another story. Oh, another story. Yeah, indeed. But interesting fact though. What's up? The cop that actually sent me there. Mm-hmm. Totally saw him again. We was like dumb cool. <laughs> really? Like he actually apologized for it and everything. He was like, damn man, I he said he under he explained the situation. Mm-hmm. And then now we end up putting water under a bridge. Oh wow. Well that's that's actually incredible. It is. Yeah. I'd be holding a grudge. I did for a little while. Mm. Wow. It's amazing how life works. It, it, ain't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh but yeah, there there goes your, your uh NXT Takeover Portland uh, review. Um uh Adam Cole Bebe, still the champion. I'm okay with that. Yep. It's just I could just set up for Adam Cole and Finn. Oh, Cole and Balor, that's going to be the match. And Finn still has the prince, but he's a babyface. Mhm. Adam Cole has a heel. People still love, yeah, and we're guaranteed we're go- we're gonna get a good show anyways. There's it. There's your two matches. Yeah, absolutely. And plus, uh, Adam Cole is uh, approaching uh, to break Finn Balor's uh, uh, reign as NXT champion for longest championship. There's your story. Yeah, because Finn Balor is still the longest reigning NXT champion at 292 days. Adam Cole is currently at 257. There's your story. Yep. There it is. There it is. And 
And with uh, NXT TakeOver uh, WrestleMania Week in Tampa coming up, there's your story. There's your match. There you go. We just booked two matches. Yeah. How come you can't do that, Vince? Because Vince doesn't do NXT. Well, that I mean, why can't he do it on the main roster, you know? But yeah, no. but anyway, that's neither here nor there. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, that. That's it for that. And also, four in February, uh, I managed to complete four in February. Yep. So I I got through Resident Evil Two remake, uh, Resident Evil Four, uh, Resident Evil Seven, and Resident Evil Five on the PS4. I actually bought it for eight bucks. Dope. Yeah. Now, did you do Leon or Claire's story? I did. I did both. Get the fuck out of here! And you still managed to beat it. Yeah. That short amount of time. Yeah, like when you, when you have infinite weapons, like with the infinite rocket launcher, you just walk right through. I tried that, and Mister X turns up every chance I get. Well, when he turns up, like you just hit him once with the rocket launcher, he goes down. Like on, but then you run. You have to run past him, of course. And then when, anytime he approaches. Hit him with the rocket launcher, and he—he's—he's he's nothing. Like he just—you just nullify him every time. And I was just busy trying to kill him. <laughs> now, well, obviously, well, you, you can't kill him until the very end. But, um, but yeah, once you have like the rocket launcher, you just shoot him once, and he just goes down on, on one knee, and you just run past him. Yeah, because I was breezing through. I was breezing through it, and then like I got somehow I got sidetracked again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, I, I did. I did finish uh, Resident Evil Five. That was my last game. Um, I haven't played that in a while, and uh, playing it again, I'm like, hey, this actually still holds up. I really? Can't believe it's been eleven years. Really, that long? And then still muscle memory too. That kid. Yeah. Because I did my three. Well, since might as well just since we're on the four in February updates. Um, beat Mortal Kombat and Breeze. Uh, Mortal Kombat which eleven. One? Eleven, nice. Onimusha Warlords, that was actually surprise. That was actually a breeze, except for like the villain. I just kept the not the villain, the uh, final boss. Yeah. Um, Fortune Bros. Ah, uh, yeah. God, that voice acting does not feel hold up. It doesn't. It a lot not of us. At all. The game's still fun in itself. Mm-hmm. But damn, it does not hold up. Like the the voice acting is just bad. Yeah, a lot of the old Capcom games from that era. Yeah, especially like the the old Resident Evil, the original yeah. Jill, the master of unlocking. They're literally you can hear them literally reading. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty bad. Yeah, but yeah, so that um, and then Batman the Telltale series that freaking glitch infested. Oh my god! Mm. Like there was one scene I'm talking supposed to be talking to a Renee Montoya. Mm-hmm. She wasn't there. Oh man! <laughs> but the voice was there. Mm-hmm. Just talking to her and talking back. Mm-hmm. Think I'm going crazy? Nope. Uh damn bugs. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. When, when Lieutenant Gordon's smoking a cigarette, it's just this was the cloud, and it was thick white, not like mm-hmm. you know you you can't even see through it. Just thick, what just block, just blocks of white. Oh wow, that's that's just bush league. Yeah, the art's cool. I like the mm. art style of it. Yeah, yeah, and the story. And you know, I've always been a fan of Telltale games because of it. They're so you know story driven. Yeah, and it's just, whew, just no, mm. it was bad. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Do better, Telltale. They can't. Oh, that's right. Know. Pour out a little imaginary liquor. 
<laughs> so now I'm working on my fourth game, which is the gonna be which is the real challenge. Mm. God of War. Ooh. Boy. <coughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Read it, boy. <laughs> you ever see you remember the video game awards when they did that? Yeah. That was so great. I had to watch it again once it came. Like once I heard the first boy, I'm like, pause. YouTube. Read it, boy. I'm like, yeah. That moment still holds up. Oh yeah. Nobody says boy like Christopher Judge. Nope. No. Oh, well, no. 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 Well, Reggie Kathy. Ah yes, the legend. R.I.P. Your name is the name, name I, I gave, gave you, boy. boy. Like, yeah. <laughs> In many. Uh, uh, my grandfather was one. We say it. We you know we say it and strike fear. Mm. To this day, I actually just thought about it when I did. Ah, yeah. Luke Cage season two, man. Damn, that was a good season. It was. was, Bushmaster. I'm doing a little, I'm doing a new season. I'm doing a new challenge too where it probably won't happen. But I'm actually going to watch all the shows and stuff that I I, uh, fell back on. Mm -hmm. So like different seasons, Jessica Jones season three, um... The final season of Orange is the New Black. The mm. final season of Runaways. The last season of Cloak and Dagger. And then oh, 13 Reasons Why. Other shows. I'm going to try to beat the. I'm going to try to like knock those out by the end. I said the end of March, but probably ain't going to happen. Uh, That's a lot of TV. That is. Plus, I'm like constantly reading. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, you reading? Got some, got some new books? Um, Right now, I, okay, I finished the... The Stanley book. Yep. Which is very which is very good. Like if you have to go to your local library and get and like I really urge you to get it. Oh, oh what which what is it called? Uh the a Marvelous Life. A Marvelous Life. By Danny Fingeroth. One of them. Yeah, you got to, you can type. <laughs> Let's see. Yep, that's yep. it. They have it. Yeah, there's a bunch of copies at my many local libraries in the state. I will let me see. Actually, let me sign in. Like I can actually put in a request. Oh, there you go. Yep. There you go. There's some inter- there's some interesting things that you learn about him. On the comic tip, uh, I'm reading Doctor Strange: Surgeon Supreme. Surgeon Supreme. Surgeon Supreme. Yeah, it's written by Mark Wade and the and the arts by Kev Walker. And Doctor Strange's hands are been have been healed. Oh, okay. Yeah, restoring his surgical still skills. So now he's trying to balance life as a sorcerer supreme mm-hmm. and as a neurosurgeon. Okay. So the only work that he would give is like, listen, if nobody else can do it, mm-hmm. like he has to be the absolute last resort, then he'll do it. But then what's cool about it is like some, in some cases, like he'll actually use his mystical powers mm-hmm. to figure out like real causes. Like there was this one, um, one case where this kid he was like 19 years old but he's he's aging like he's 90 oh man and it turns out like his tattoos had like a special like ink in it that ink in it that would age him oh like he aged like 10 years every 10 hours oh jeez yeah so he went in there he went in there and actually like you know fixed it that was actually the latest issue so it's actually not bad. It's not bad. I um I'm gonna finish it out. I, don't, I think it's gonna be a short term series. Okay, it's called Surgeon Supreme. Yeah, Doctor Strange, Surgeon Supreme. Nice. And one book that I actually just finished is 
100 things WWE, WWE fans should know and do before they die. Okay. okay, a lot of the entries are more for, like, the no, so they would highlight, like, some wrestlers, uh, some events. Um, certain things that he says that you should do is, like, attend a WrestleMania, um, subscribe to the WWE Network. Um, he has an entry on Chris Benoit, which is pretty heavy because he because Brian Alvarez mm-hmm. actually had a like friendship with Chris Benoit. Oh wow! Um, actually, Chris Benoit actually wrote him a letter, and he actually printed. He didn't even like he, he last time he looked at it was before he wrote this book mm-hmm. was when he first got it. Mm. Wow. So yeah, there's a lot of things. Um, attend a Raw and SmackDown taping. Hold on, let me go through the list and see if you've done them. Okay, sure. Uh, so let me see. <clears throat> to, okay, attend a WrestleMania. Nah. Me neither. One day, though. Yep. Subscribe to the WWE Network. Uh, yep, I, I'm a subscriber. Uh, attend a Raw SmackDown taping. Uh, I attended Raw. I attended two Raws, I think. Uh, attend a local house show. Uh, yep, did that. Did that just last year. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, NXT. Yeah. Yeah. Watch the first and last Nitro. I did. <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> oh, man. Watch every WrestleMania. Yes. Wait, actually, no, no, no. no. Actually, though, I've watched most of them. I haven't seen WrestleMania 2. Um, I've seen parts of one. Uh, WrestleMania 4, I haven't seen at all. Um, 5, no. You probably will refuse to watch 4 and 5 now. Yeah, I'm not gonna bother. Uh, I, but I've seen, I've seen most of them. But those ones that come to mind as the ones I haven't seen. Yeah, I've seen them all. all right. uh, watch Hitman Heart Wrestling with Shadows. Oh yeah, definitely. That's on YouTube actually. Mm-hmm. Read Hitman: My Real Life in the Cartoon World of Wrestling. Yep, the book is right there on my bookshelf. I got it from Brett personally. My copy. That the well, good for you then. <laughs> that's an uh, excellent book though it is it mm. is attend an nxt takeover event i want to one of these days watch beyond the mat yes mm, sit in the front row no nah, i haven't sit enough sat in the front row i stood near the front row several times but never sat at the front row yeah i did like a couple of times yeah. uh watch every royal rumble um i have definitely haven't seen every royal rumble um, but I did, I unfortunately watched the 1999 one, the one that Vince McMahon won, and I wish I didn't. That shit was horrible. I'm sure it was worse. <laughs> uh, subscribe to the Wrestle Observer website. No. Play WWE video games. Oh, yeah. Attend a WWE Hall of Fame ceremony. No. Attend a Cauliflower Alley, Alley Club banquet. No. Follow WWE around the loop. Around the loop? Like... Yeah. A loop through like like basically like a week a weekly loop when they go SmackDown Raw some of the house shows like travel like along with uh, them nah. yeah no <laughs> watch every five star match WWE match uh, I haven't seen every they five have star the, match. they have the list provided I can actually give it to you guys that's probably be one of our me and Brian's uh, watch alongs nice uh, read the death of WCW oh I read the whole thing that book was sad and hilarious have you seen have you read it. No, I haven't. It's in my. Uh, it's on my Amazon wish list. Yeah, it's worth a read. Okay. There's an updated edition too. Yeah, yeah. He mentions that. It seemed like a little cheap plug though. Yeah. <laughs> uh, read. Have a nice day. 
Oh yeah, that was like the first uh, wrestling book I ha- I read. I still have it. Do you? Yeah. Do you? <laughs> Attend WWE Access. Uh, I haven't done that. Uh... Oh, and then the final <laughs> the final entry. There is wrestling outside of WWE. Oh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but a lot of this stuff is more like what you know. They have like, you know, fit moments, um, certain wrestlers. Um, Crown Jewel actually has an event, has a entry in here. Mm-hmm. Vince Russo. Donald Trump actually has one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so much more. It's actually a nice little, a nice little read. Oh, I actually yeah. had fun doing it. Um, it was like there was some stuff that I was able to learn mm-hmm. for the first time. Other things that like I already knew. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. check it out. Is that your local library? Why not pick it up? Yeah, cool. Okay, so another one, another thing I actually got, and I'm just not taking this thing out of my house anymore because I'm just scared. Mm-hmm. I was I signed up for a giveaway from an Instagram page called Pay Less for Things. Okay. Where they sell like Funko Pops and like comic books and stuff at very reasonable prices mm-hmm. off their eBay page. And I was able to win a first print original copy of Spy- Amazing Spider-Man number 22 first written in 1965. Oh. It's a real vintage find. It is. I didn't even take it out of the plastic. You? Sh- I don't think you should. Nope. I'm just going to get it graded. Mm-hmm. I mean, unfortunately, I can't get it signed and graded because it was mm-hmm. written by Stanley and art by Steve Dicko. Oh, man. So, yeah, that's not happening. <laughs> but, yeah, don't even ask me what it's about because I'm too scared to open it. Yeah. Um, if if it if it happens, if you if you came across, like, an old used copy at some comic book shop that happens to have it, Maybe maybe get that and read that copy. If the facsimile comes out, sure. Yeah. If <laughs> if it comes out in True Believers, I'm okay with that. Yeah. But this is like first print, like the mm. color, the, the the coloring is off and everything. Like mm. I have to get that graded. Yeah. Yeah. You should. Yeah. Because that's that's been around. Like, I mean, can you imagine that? Can you imagine the things that that copy must have seen if it could talk? Yeah, I'm afraid that's one reason why I'm afraid to take it out the plastic. <laughs> Speaking of things that, things that, that, this is actually funny. I actually thought of, um, I actually thought of Eddie when it came to this. Mm-hmm. So uh, I went out with Brian the other day. I don't know if you saw the video on the UW on the UWO page where he chased these high scorpions. Was it scorpion flavored um, peanut brittle? Oh, I saw. I I, I did see that one. It wasn't nothing. We took it better than he did. I'll tell you that. Mm. So um, it was at a flea. It was at a local flea market. And we went by there, and we're going through. And we found like some old PWI magazines, some old WWF magazines. He was telling me, he was like, "Yo, there was this WWF magazine that I had. I took a picture of it when I was a kid." Mm-hmm. So I go, I'm like, you know what? Maybe I can find it on uh, eBay. So I go look up WWF magazine on eBay. Found the one he was looking for. I also found a pre. I also found Sable's Playboy. <laughs> Somebody was selling it for two dollars, mm-hmm. and it said pre-owned. And I'm like, uh-uh, uh, no, nope, 
<laughs> That's not something you do. One of the things you don't do in this life is buy a pre-owned copy of a Playboy magazine. You don't do that. Uh, I had a good laugh at that. <laughs> That's not something you do. Ask Eddie about that. That's all I was saying. <laughs> Ask Eddie about when that Playboy came out. Oh, oh yeah. I think you mentioned like he brought it to school. Yeah, he got and then he caught. Got caught. <laughs> Damn. Damn. He got suspended for a day. Oh boy. <laughs> oh man. I'm. I, hey, like, I remember when that Sable Playboy came out. Like, like the height of the Attitude Era. Like, people lost their minds. Yeah. Oh well. What a time. <laughs> but I saw that I had such a good laugh around there. I'm like, they sold it for that low, and it just said pre-owned. I'm like, uh-uh. Nah. Yep. Some of those pages might be stuck together. Stuck together. You might catch some shit. Yeah. So that's one of those things that you, you bring it to a lab and you have like a hazmat suit, got gloves on. You got to turn the pages with tongs. Yeah. You got to burn the tongs first a little bit. Yeah. Sterilize them right like before and after. Yeah. It's a whole process. It's not worth it. Just don't do it. <laughs> Just don't do it. It's like, all right. Oh, man. And then last Thursday. Was it last Thursday? Yeah, last Thursday, I was on an episode of Let's Chat with Chris Revel. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I got your uh, uh, tweet too late because I actually deleted Twitter off my phone. And plus, I had a lot of stuff to deal with at work. So I was like, when I came home, I was like, oh, damn it. And even then, I wouldn't have been able to do it. So, Man, yeah. remember when he was on the show? Yes, that was a good episode, man. We got to have him back on one of these days. Oh, I told him, he's like, yo, you're coming back on. Oh, yeah. Like, he said, maybe I can come. I'm like, no, you are coming back on. Mm-hmm. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. You're coming back on. Absolutely. He, and remember how it was when we was just talking? Mm-hmm. Just right out the gate. Didn't even give him, like, we gave him somewhat of an in- introduction. Mm-hmm. And we just went, to, we just talked about, like, everything under the sun. Oh, yeah. It was the same day. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Yeah, it was a lot. Of, it was a lot of fun. I love that man's energy. Like, mm. I cannot wait to have him back on again. And um, we actually he records his epi- he records his show at the What Cheer Writers Club in downtown Providence. Oh. I'm I'm going through this place. I'm just like, man, Victor would have a ball. Oh, really? Like he was because of that club. He's like interviewing writers for the New York Times and stuff. Like Word. some really is like really established people and they're all members of that club nice and then the people that you know i was waiting for chris there and he, he they're giving me tours i like students come to study and mm. they had the podcast studio a little room where they have like their parties for their get-togethers and everything like nice. god it's like five i think it's like the membership's like five bucks a month to rent out the studio space for a podcast is literally like 10 bucks. It's, it's just, yeah, to rent it out for, it's like 10 bucks. Wow. It sounds, ama- the quality, sound quality sounds amazing because I'm like in my head, I'm in my headphones listening to myself. Like, mm. damn, this shit sounds beautiful. Mm. Yeah, I would love to to go there one of those go. days. Yeah. Go. Yeah. Don't think about it. Go. Yeah. I, hey, babe, if I could ask him to be a guest on, it, on a show, that'd be dope too. Yeah, he definitely He'll he'll definitely have you. Yeah. Um. Oh, is the episode available? With you? Not yet. He said it will be available in a couple of weeks. So second okay. is out. I'm putting it. I'll uh, post it on our social media feeds. Nice. Yeah. Um. 
Also, what I started watching was a new docuseries on the WWE Network called Ruthless Aggression. Oh, yeah. I saw some commercials for it. Watch it. Okay. Watch it. it it's I, I felt like the Ruthless Aggression era just never really got its due. Yeah, I agree. And it had some great moments, you know. So only two episodes been up. The first one, it's time to shake things up where they talked about the draft, like what they were doing because, like, Austin was on his way out. Um, the Rock was on his way out. Mm-hmm. So it's like, all right, what do we got to do? What are we going to do without our top stars? Mm-hmm. He Vince basically was like, this is your chance mm-hmm. to get out there and grab the brass ring. Well, I got something to say about that, yeah. But we got Cena. Yep. Even though, like, it hurt him, but Cena put the business right back on the map because it, it was in a state of influx. Yeah, because the Attitude Era just ended. Yeah. yeah, the top stars, you know, are leaving. Mm-hmm. And that was, like, during Triple H's reign of terror. Yeah. Well, McMahon helms the era, so I guess, yeah, you can see yeah, that's when Triple H had a stranglehold on the World Heavyweight Championship. Yeah. And he was, like, burying people. Yeah. Yeah, and... Well, he, I mean, he ended up, like, making stars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, SmackDown and, 6. Yeah, like, there was, like... Who was the SmackDown 6? It was Eddie, Guerrero, Edge. Um, who else? Was it Kurt Angle? I Kurt, think so, yeah. Kurt Angle, Benoit... Yeah, because like, yeah, like I said, the, the ruthless aggression era. Like looking back on it, like there were some quality stars and matches at the time. There were. I just want to see if they will actually <clears throat> mention at least mention WrestleMania twenty. The only time they mentioned WrestleMania twenty so far was John Cena and Big Show mm-hmm. when he started debuting the spinning belts and stuff. Yeah, and that was when he really started to take off. Yeah, yeah, and and they usually stop with uh, Eddie versus Kurt Angle. That's yeah, what, yeah, yeah. The triple threat and never have it. Well, they mentioned on the network. It just says, "Oh, and Triple H and Shawn Michaels." Boy, two, no, it just says Triple H defends the World Heavyweight Title in a triple threat match. Yeah, that's it. Oh man, yeah, it's like Triple H versus Shawn Michaels versus Name Redacted. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Well, yeah, it's sad because that's so, it was such a big moment. I yeah, I remember like I, I remember how happy I was at the time. I'm like, wow, Chris Benoit finally did it, and Eddie Guerrero's the champion too. Like looking back, that is one of the most that's probably the most bittersweet wrestling moment ever because when what happened to them like the next three years. Yeah, Ugh. yeah, future. Yeah, it says in one of the books where they actually did acknowledge Benoit. They showed the scene. Um, it was like a WrestleMania book. I came across that um, Bonzo Nobles mm-hmm. a while ago. So it said future event. It said. Future events will forever alter the um, perception yep. of this moment. Yeah. But, and then they just kind of uplifted the moment ever, you know, again. Yep. But no, they had Benoit's picture, Benoit and Eddie Guerrero's picture in there. Everything. Oh, well, yeah. Um, I know I took a picture of it just to like show them, like, wow, they actually managed, they actually uh, mentioned it. Mm. But, I'm actually looking forward to hearing more about that story because then you hear about, you know, Brock Lesnar's situation. You hear mm-hmm. about how Batista actually come up, you know, and that whole class, you know, that whole class of uh, OVW stars, you yeah. know, Orton, Shelton Benjamin, Charlie Haas, um, 
CM Punk, Elijah Burke, mm-hmm. so many, Miz, Morrison, like yep. so many stars came up from the OVW um, developmental system. And I yep. still say, other than NXT, probably OVW is the best one that they had so far. Yeah, man, because you had a lot of stars that ha- that had longevity. Well, and, and several of them are still around, like, like Orton, um, uh, Cena, probably arguably like the biggest star yeah. out, out of all of them. Uh, next to right next to Brock Lesnar, um, even Batista. Yeah, Batista. Um, I wonder if like if in future episodes, I wonder if they can get, get if they're going to get into the feud that uh, Batista had with Booker T backstage. Possibly. Yeah, when Book, I think it was like I think Batista was like feeling himself way too much, and Booker T had to check him. Yeah, and but you know who, you know who always checked him though. Oh, uh, who? Eddie. Eddie Guerrero. Eddie Guerrero always put him in check. So you got like six foot four Batista, and you got five foot six Eddie Guerrero putting him in check. Yeah, it's like, hey, you gotta respect your your wrestling elders, so to speak. And so I came across this, and I don't know why. Um, I guess I was just playing video games, and then I'm just like listening to stuff on YouTube, and then this came up. Mm-hmm. Uh. It was an old episode from 1992 of the Phil Donahue show. <laughs> and it was talking about the WWF drug and sex scandal. Ah. Uh. I, I can't lie, even though it's a serious... It, this is my note. This is my note for it. I cannot mm. lie, even though it's a serious issue. There was some comedy in that video. Mm. Like, there was this one guy who was, um, who was signed... He signed a two-year contract. Mm-hmm. He was actually getting in Vince's face about this. Yeah. I forgot I forgot his name, forgive me, but he um he was getting in Vince's face saying that you signed me to a contract and then your vice president wanted me to sleep with him. I told him no. And then I was fired and Vince was like, No, you was fired because you sucked at your job. <laughs> well, okay. Um, superstar Billy Graham was in there and he just kinda sounded like he really just didn't know what the hell he was talking about. Mm-hmm. At some point, I'm just like, yo, you see this going on. Like, why didn't you just blow the whistle right then and there? Mm-hmm. You know, we're getting into the bottom of this, yada, yada, yada. Uh, Pat Patterson was one of the alleged, um, was one of the alleged accusers, but it turns yep. out like they didn't have a case, so they just threw it out. Mm-hmm. Or they like paid the, paid the ring boy, who was actually in the audience, mm-hmm. sitting next to Linda McMahon. Oh, boy. So it's kind of, it's just kind of. Some don't quite add up. And who else was in that panel? Barrio. Barrio. Who is Barrio? His brother is in the WWE Hall of Fame. His nephew is a future Hall of Famer. Barry. Jeez, I, I need, I need, I need more. His last name is Orton. Oh, Cowboy Bob Orton. No. Oh. Barry O. Barry O. It was another wrestler. Mm -hmm. Bob Orton had a brother. Okay. Named Barry O. Barry O. Okay. He went by Barry O because he couldn't go by Barry Orton because you already had Cowboy Bob Orton. Right. They were in the the company together. Gotcha. Hmm. Yep. Allegedly, he said that... um, not Ronnie Garvin. Terry Garvin allegedly 
was trying to get he- trying to get head off of him, and he turned it down. And the next thing you know, he was like being buried and stuff. Like it was just so weird. I'm just like, this is this is in a way, this kind of sounds ridiculous. So I'm like, hmm. what does Barry O look like now? Yeah. <laughs> oh, he looks like shit. Like he uh, aged horribly. Oh well. It happens. Yeah, I caught another like like a ten minute video of him, and then he was talking. Somebody was doing like a little shoot interview, and he was like, "What was your experience like with Hulk Hogan?" Mm-hmm. Forgive me. Yeah, I never met anybody so egotistical, son of. Well, this is his words. Mm-hmm. Hulk Hogan can basically suck my dick. <laughs> I said, wait, whoa, did he just? Well, tell us how you really feel. Oh, yeah. Oh, there's more to it. I just heard them 10 minutes, and I'm just like, oh, I'm freaking laughing. Because I want to hear what he says about Randy, too. Mm-hmm. How, like, even though he had, he did, he comes off as, like, that bitter. Yeah. Things bit- didn't go his way, so now he's bitter. Well, you know, he has a brother that's more famous, mm-hmm. a nephew that's even more famous. Yep. Uh, and things wow. just didn't quite go his way, so it's like. Damn. Yeah, kind of like the uh, Janet Hubert from Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Yeah, kind of. Just mad, just mad bitter at the yeah, cast. She, yeah. Oh, she hates Will and Jada. Still to this day. Yeah. That shit happened in like '93 ish. Mm. That's almost 30 years ago. I know. <sighs> Never underestimate the power of a grudge. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Especially if it's one-sided. <laughs> And, and and what's this uh, uh, again? Which one? The, the oh, what you said was it like a documentary series? Oh, the whole uh, Donahue episode. Oh, the Donahue episode. It yeah. was literally just a regular, just an episode of Donahue. I'll send it to you. Man, yeah, I, I think I'm good. You should. <laughs> it's, it's kind of funny. Bruno <clears throat> San Martino was there, and he and this was when he still had his heat with Vince. Yeah. Oh man. But uh, oh, but speaking of wrestling, and I and you know, I showed you one of the videos before we started the podcast. Yeah. I, um, one uh, there's a wrestling uh, YouTube channel which I really recommend. Um, it's called Reliving Wrestling, and Reliving Wrestling it's these uh, a series of um, uh, sort of like a half hour uh, documentaries slash retrospectives of certain wrestling angles. I see. Yeah. Of certain uh, wrestling storylines from um, back during the Attitude Era and Ruthless Aggression Era, um, there's so far five, there's so far nine videos, but each of them are pretty in depth and they kind of cover the gamut of how like these how certain feuds and storylines came to be, like how they came off on television and what happened backstage. Like so far, there's a there's one on um, the Gene Snitsky Gene Snitsky story. It wasn't his fault. Uh, yeah, that whole thing. Um, uh. Harry Saturn and Moppy. Snossages. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, how WWE ruined the summer of punk. The, how they, they went examine that. Uh, the Battle of Egos. Uh, uh, Shawn Michaels versus Hulk Hogan. WrestleMania 2. I mean, That's some, just some. two of them in the wrestling business. Oh, yeah. But how massive they are, though. Like I said, that's <clears throat> just two of them. Yeah. But two of the two of the, two of the biggest names in history. So um, you also have the the story of Edge, Lita, and Matt Hardy, that that love triangle. God, I love that story right now on Raw. Oh yeah, how old? That's the 
best thing going on Raw right now. My God. That is. And Orton's playing it so well. Like He, he still hasn't explained himself, right? That's the... He, yeah. He's just dragging it out and he's like pissing people off. I like it. Heat. Yeah. Heat. 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 And just when you don't think that you're going to get any more heat, hmm. you do something just to get some more. Yeah. Like when... I mean, you know, you, you know it's bad when... Matt Hardy of all people is coming out and defending Edge. Yeah, but they squashed that shit like yeah. a long time ago. But oh yeah, but like, but like kayfabe wise, it's like given the history that they had when you had Matt Hardy coming out and then Randy Orton still not explaining himself and attacking Matt Hardy. It's like, man, what is your problem? Ooh, that's, that's... He's, it was just perfect. He comes out that mm-hmm. the first week, the, the week after he did, he just comes out. Mm-hmm. Gets ready to explain himself. Everybody's booing him because, you know, he's got the returning edge and he just did that. And it's just like, you know what? Gone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Heat. Yeah. So then he comes back. I'm going to explain myself. Mm-hmm. Matt Hardy comes out. Yeah. He's looking at him. He goes, all right, you made your point there. Boom! Did his dam- did his damage? Yeah. More heat. Yeah. Just when you don't think you have enough, mm-hmm. <laughs> he beats the crap out of him last night. More heat. Yeah. Goes to show. Now, honestly, they can take a week off of this. They could. If they have something, and this is something that Bully Ray said too, if they have something, go for it. Mm-hmm. But if they don't. Take a week or two off. Yeah. We are invested in this story. Yeah, we are. Yeah, that's that's and it's and it's like you don't have to do much Gosh, to it. No. Yeah. It's one of those cases where less is more. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And then when, when Edge comes back and you know when he gets his big his win at play, WrestleMania. That place is going to pop. Oh yeah. That's gonna be like I will say that's the biggest pop of the night, unless there's like a big return that that they're keeping secret. Then Edge would have to be the biggest pop of WrestleMania 36. Yeah, it's like he's going to show up before then, because mm-hmm. he's going to show up before then to make the match. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. And um, and mind you, Edge has signed a three year deal with yeah. WWE. So who knows? Maybe I would like I would not mind actually seeing maybe one more run with the tag team belts with Christian. I wouldn't I wouldn't mind seeing As that if he's medically cleared to come back. Oh, Christian is injured, or yeah, he's been injured. He's retired now. Yeah. Oh, because of the injury. Concussions. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. I mean, hey, if they, if you notice, they brought back Edge after that career-ending injury. They brought back Brian. Sting is Sting talking is about. Me- Sting is medically cleared. Yep. So that may- it makes you wonder, and also, and, and speaking of Sting, I know that I've heard rumblings that he still wants to match with the Undertaker. Don't do it. I, yeah, I'd rather Just not see. Just let it. Yeah. It's the spectacle would be good. The the spectacle would be amazing. It would. It would. No way. Like, okay, just to backtrack from when me and Brian booked the rumble. Mm-hmm. Coming in at twenty eight, but Taker comes out. Mm-hmm. He's doing his thing. Nobody knows who number twenty nine was. Yeah. Sting comes out. Mm-hmm. You give him that epic stare down. Prints money, yeah. It prints money, like the entrances 
amazing. Mm-hmm. The stare down, classic. Yeah. The stare down that we've been wanting, that we as fans been wanting to see for like the past 30 years. Mm-hmm. Then the bell rings. <laughs> and it's like, well. Lord knows what we're going to get. Who knows? They'll probably pull something that would be just enough mm-hmm. to make us happy. Like, I'm not, ex- I wouldn't be expecting a five star. Oh, no. Tokyo Dome match from the two. Not by any stretch. But we'll stretch. probably get something nice. But then again, it will be selling it short. Yeah. Like for me, like as soon as the bell rings, that's when I'm going to have to walk away from the TV. Because I, 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 I don't want to ruin that. All that all that hype and buildup you mentioned, I want to keep. I want to remember, remember that. And then just like not look at the match. I'm just going to ignore wait till it. The, wait till the bell rings. Wait till the second bell rings. <laughs> and then come back. And be like, okay. And then it, then they play the highlights. I'm like, oh, oh, oh. Oh no, baby! Oh baby, what is you doing? <laughs> oh man, but yeah, like the entrances, the everything, the, spect- oh, the spectacle yeah. would be amazing. Just yeah, spectacle would be great, but you're gonna get Goldberg and Taker again, and we know how that turned out in Saudi Arabia. Well, them two <clears throat> never faced each other before. Still. So their chem their chemistry just wasn't there, and then yeah, remember Goldberg putting on a match that's longer than five minutes. Yeah, he gets exposed. Yeah, ask William he's, Regal. He is exposed. Yeah, he's been yeah he's been exposed. Oh, absolutely, and and also too like, and and, and what's even said is like Undertaker himself. Has said that like, and he even said it at the in his uh, Broken Skull Sessions interview with with Austin. He said that he said that basically, I don't want to be one of these guys that these legends that that you talk about. It's like, oh man, he was great back in the day, but he stuck around for too long, and now he's a shell of his former self. Like, dude, if you have that much awareness, why are you still get climbing back in the ring? Tell me, it's not about the money. If it c- money and pride, still, man, you pride, gotta let that, that shit go. His pride. He, even though, like, the way he went out with Roman, beautiful. Yeah, that was the ideal way to go out. He wasn't happy with the match. And that's why. And honestly, his match with Cena, mm-hmm. the following WrestleMania, yeah. I was okay with. I mean, that was... He was still, he was still able to move squash Cena. Mm-hmm. He was able to move, did his thing. The match when he tagged with Roman... Wasn't bad. Yeah. Wasn't wasn't bad. He, you know, Roman handled most of the workload. Mm-hmm. No, that we didn't. I, mean, I think if now he just really needs that proper goodbye, and it has to be the nail in the coffin. Yeah, and it's twenty twenty. It's his thirtieth year in, in WWE, so. I would say Survivor Series 2020. Call it an even 30 and just go. Yeah. It, it, it doesn't even have to be a match. It, 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 if it's a match, it, it doesn't even have to be like a... It could just be two minutes. Just just do your two minutes, get your payday, and just walk away. Don't come back until the, until the WWE Hall of Fame. That's all he has to do. But, damn it, like... I'm sorry, but Undertaker, he became that parody. He's like... He did. Like, he did. The Rock is that way, too. 
Stone Cold's that way, but he embraces. He's like at peace with it. Yeah, well, well, Austin, well, he retired due to injuries, but even so, he did leave at the right time. Like, yeah, even though it was like because he was still able to move, still be able to pull off a good match, and he almost died. Bro, he felt like he was almost about to die the night before. Yeah. <laughs> WrestleMania 19 was a disaster. I mean, there were great matches, but back then, Cole and Shawn Michaels. Oh, that was that's like a modern classic right there. Uh, Lesnar versus uh, Angle, even though the, even with the botched student star, star press. But still, that was a quality. They show match. a video uh, in the Ruthless Aggression DVD, um, documentary. They actually yeah. show Lesnar actually doing it and landing. I saw that, yeah. Oh, I've man. seen footage of that. Yeah. But, but yeah, man. Uh, yeah, sometimes you just got to know when to walk away, man. And, and like I said, Survivor Series 2020, that's got to be the perfect yeah, send-off. Yeah. But... But yeah, um, but yeah, like I mentioned before, check out Reliving Wrestling on YouTube. And the the latest uh, video came out, which talks about the kennel from Hell match. Holy Jesus! They they actually something to wrestle actually talked about um, that moment where Boss Man had that angle with Big Show about his dead about his quote unquote dead father. Oh my! By God. the way, dead Big Show's father died like five years before that. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Let's just say that cemetery was very pissed off with the WWE. <laughs> oh, yeah. They said that there was an actual funeral there going on. There was an actual funeral going on. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. It was the only time that they would be able to do it. So, he was like, all right, let's get in. And Bruce was just like, oh, I did not want to do this. All right, let's get in. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine, though, like th- that family watching all that go down. And it's like, like especially like if, if one of them happens to be a wrestling fan, it's like, damn, this looks cool. But this is a sad moment. I'm like. Burying my family member, but a wrestling fan was gonna be an asshole and ask for an autograph. It's like, sorry, Dad. Hey, can I get an autograph, yeah. Big Boss Man? Oh, damn. Bruce was like, you better give that man an autograph. <laughs> you want to get sued? <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. Yeah, they caused a lot. They caused more damage than you than what you saw. Wow, they did. It it was bad. It was bad. I wish I could find the episode. I want to say it's their Big Boss Man episode that they did. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. And this past episode was really good. Oh, yeah? Sensational Mm. Sherry. Uh, R.I.P., man. That was so good. Mm. Like, there was one one thing I did not know was, like, the whole, when they were ending the, this is, like, a nice little story that kind of made me smile. Mm-hmm. Uh, when they were when her Randy and Elizabeth damn they're all dead but um when they were finishing up that whole thing mm-hmm. where you know sensational Sherry was smacking around Macho Man and Elizabeth came out and threw her out the ring and everybody in the audience was crying and stuff yeah when they were when they were about to end that Elizabeth Randy and Elizabeth actually showed up with a like authentic Phantom of the Opera mask mm-hmm. as a gift. To Sherry, saying thank you, we love you. They didn't. She didn't cause like no rifts or no drama between the two. Mm-hmm. Like that was a token of their appreciation. Nice. Yeah. I was like, oh, that was that was nice. But it was yeah. a, But it was a very good episode, though. Hmm. I, I recommend you guys listen to that. Yeah, yeah, and yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's a shame how when when Sherry passed away because she passed away one week before uh, the Benoit murder suicide. Was it? Yeah, it was one week before. It was June 2007. I remember Sherry passed, and then the next week, 
you heard about the Benoit murder suicide, and I was like, oh my god, yeah, and it obviously overshadowed Sherry's passing. But Sherry was she was young; she was only forty nine at the time. Yeah, way too soon. Yeah, June yeah June fifteenth, twenty seventeen. Yeah, twenty two thousand seven. Yeah, happened one week before. One week before the Benoit thing. She was still hot. I watched her WrestleMania. Uh, I watched her Hall of Fame induction. I'm like, Sherry still, I'm like, Sherry still got it. Yeah. I remember her last her last good great run was with uh, Harlem Heat in WCW when she was their manager. She actually, her last appearance was actually in TNA, which she was offering her manager managerial services mm-hmm. to a young free agent, yep. Bobby Roode. <laughs> oh, man. Glorious indeed. Oh no, this is before beer money. So. <laughs> yeah, beer money. Yeah. Uh, so you ready to wrap this thing up? Yeah. I, go, I gotta go get milk. <laughs> <laughs> That's random. Just running an errand. Just need to be in milk before you when you're on your way back. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have Brian in the chat. What's up, man? Brian. Yeah. Wait, wait. Hey, Brian. <laughs> Oh, the Orange Cassidy thumbs up. Because yeah. <laughs> that's the only way he could put his thumb up. Uh, <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah, get well soon, Brian. Um, yeah, do you have a question of the week for us? I do not. I've been sla- yeah, I've been slacking with that. <clears throat> oh, man. Um, well, actually, actually, here's an idea. It's wrestling related. Since we, since you talked about the ruth- ruthless aggression era mm-hmm. earlier, um, question of the week would be, what is your favorite Ruthless Aggression Era match. I have two. Okay. This is actually my second all-time favorite match. Okay. Eddie Guerrero versus Brock Lesnar, No Way Out 2004. That was mine. Yeah, that was mine. That was, that's a great, great match. storytelling and it's... Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember I marked out crazy when Guerrero won the title. And I think that that was the match where, like, the mainstream fans really, really appreciated Eddie Guerrero. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's 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 when, like, a lot of uh, lapsed fans came back yeah. for a while after the Attitude Era ended. Yeah. And then Shelton Benjamin versus Shawn Michaels in Raw on Raw. <laughs> Yo, high five. That is one of the best matches I've seen on, on a Monday Night Raw in history. Sean Benjamin versus Shawn Michaels. Hunt that down on the WWE Network. You'll be glad you did. Shawn, even though, even though Shelton Benjamin didn't go over, mm. he got over. Absolutely, absolutely. I remember I watched that match live like the first time. Yep, I did too. And I was my jaw dropped. I'm like, yo, yo, give Shelton Benjamin a title run. He ended up getting a uh, IC title run too. Yeah, he did. He did. Oh man, damn! They could WWE could have still done some great things with him. Like yo, I would say he still do great things with him now. He just signed a multi year deal. Oh, oh, jeez. Yo, send him, send yo, send Shelton Benjamin to NXT. Send him right to NXT. Like he doesn't even have to have the NXT championship. Just give him, give him a, the North American championship. I'd be fine with that. He's probably gearing up for a backstage role. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, that's okay, but. Yo, Benjamin has has one great run in him. Like, give him a title. Give him give him the WWE Championship, the Universal Championship, NXT Championship, something. He deserves a, a main title run. It doesn't even have to. It doesn't even have to have to last long. 
just give him something. It's way overdue. Damn. God damn it, Vince. <laughs> That's all I got to say. God damn it, Vince. Oh, and also one more thing. like, And this is like a, a minor nitpicky thing. I don't like the the Velcro NXT championships. Like, If you notice like the, um, the women's title and the NXT championship and the tag team titles, they have like a new Velcro strap. So like so like when they were holding up the belts, like instead of like the traditional buckles, yeah. like the belts look really stiff because of like the big Velcro pad. Yeah, it, it kind of looks like a replica more than an actual title. Replicas actually have the buckles. Uh, a lot of times, yeah. sometimes when they do that, because you know, you know who also had a Velcro belt? Oh, who? Macho Man. Really? Yep. Huh. His waist was too small. <laughs> wow, I did not know that. Wow. So they gave him a they gave him a Velcro title. Oh, yeah, yeah. The Velcro makes like the strap too stiff. Like, it, like yeah, kind of like something you see like in a video game. Yeah, yeah. But that's my, that's a minor nitpick. Wait, so what's your favorite uh, ruthless aggression era match? Oh, definitely a Guerrero versus uh, Lesnar from No Way Out 2004. That that was my a number one favorite match. You're not gonna say Benoit um, Triple H and. Oh, oh! You mean uh, Hardcore Holly versus Michael Michaels and Triple H? You know who was in that match? Oh yeah, of course, Stevie Stevie Richards versus Triple H you and Triple H. <laughs> Chris Benoit, K R S P E N W H. Chris Benoit. <laughs> oh man, um, I mean it, it's a it's a great match. It was a great match. Yeah, um, but I wouldn't put it as a favorite. Guerrero Angle then. Match right before it, yeah, that was a, that was a solid match. Oh, of course, uh, Angle versus Michaels, WrestleMania twenty one. Awesome. Undertaker versus Jeff Hardy on Raw in the ladder match. Did I see? If I saw that, I probably don't remember it. Oh my god, you gotta watch that. That's on SmackDown. You it said? was Raw. Oh, Raw. Okay. It was Raw. Undertaker and Jeff Hardy ladder match. Hmm. Yeah, I'll search for it on the network. Oh, look it up. Okay. He made him famous. Okay. That's where the whole try me, I'll make you famous. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, Jim Ross is like, do it. Make yourself famous. Like, <laughs> watch it. Okay. Watch it. Don't even think about it. The second you turn, the second you post end live video, mm-hmm. watch it. Okay. I will I will give it a look-see. So, yeah, that's, uh, so, yeah, that's the uh, question of the week. And, Carl, I'm sure you'll post it on uh, all the social media Codex Prime pages. Uh, what is your favorite Ruthless Aggression Era match from the WWE? Let us know, and we'll read your responses for next week's show. Um, yeah, anything else you got? Um, no, I think I'm good for now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, also, uh, like I said, uh, thank you so much for watching and uh, listening to our show. You can catch all of our episodes live on YouTube. I mean, YouTube. I mean, on Facebook Live. Uh, you can catch some episodes on YouTube. Uh, but yes, all of our episodes are live every Tuesday on Facebook Live. You can also catch the audio versions on Spotify, uh, SoundCloud, and iTunes, where you can leave us a five star review. You can also follow us on uh, Instagram at Codex Prime Podcast and Twitter at Codex Prime cast. There you go. Yeah. So that's pretty much it. Um, Yeah, tune in next week where we got uh, more stuff to talk about. 
I'm sure we'll think of something. Uh, we'll have more guests uh, coming down the pike later on. Uh, we are on the road to episode 200. And still don't know what the hell we doing. Yeah, we still have no idea. Um, will we have? A, will we book a poll match? I don't know. Um, maybe we can get bro, bro. You know, got to hit him with the swerve, bro. You, 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 you know what, bro? You, you, you got to have the poll matches, bro, because it brings ratings, bro. You know, ba- you know, back then, bro, I used to be the head booker of WCW. Judy Bagwell on a poll, it made her famous, bro. <laughs> Anyway, um, but yeah, we'll 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 think of something when t- once episode two hundred uh, comes down the pike. Um, I'm I'm thinking one idea is like we'll have some rotating guests in the studio. Like we'll bring back the UWO, maybe bring back Afton. Uh, it's been a while since he's been on the show. Um, let me see, who else? Maybe 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 we'll finally get Reagan to make an appearance. <laughs> <laughs> um, but hey, uh, well, of course, Jim Savard will be there. Uh, um, maybe we'll get uh, John. Chris to f- Revel. Chris Revel. Maybe we'll get the supervillain John to fly up from Houston. <laughs> well, if it's two hundred and if it's May, he'll he's probably like you know school year still in, so he can't call out of work. But <laughs> not a kid now. So. Yeah. So maybe maybe we'll maybe we'll bring him live via satellite. <laughs> Party nerds, shit. Yeah. Party nerds, pops too. Job and tears. Yeah, man, yeah, we've got we've got a whole smorgasbord, both. So we'll think of something. Um, let's see. Oh, uh, hi boys, it's Dina. Hey, Dina. <laughs> so Dina has uh, uh, chimed in just when we're about to uh, conclude the episode. But yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, as always, thank you so much for watching. And thank you so much for listening. As always, we will catch you on the flip. Peace out, nerds. Later.